Hi, I'm Mark. Thanks for tuning in today to listen to Words of Truth. You know, I've been thinking a lot these days about what it means to be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, what is required of us to serve the Lord? I know a lot of Christians who exude with talents of all sorts. Some of the worship leaders I listen to are so talented, ridiculously talented. They're awesome singers. They write thoughtful lyrics, but man alive, I'll never be like one of them. Or there are some tremendous preachers I listen to. They have doctorate degrees. They write books. Some of them are in demand as speakers at various conferences around the world, and they attract thousands of people to their churches. And I think, wow, I'm sure not going to have that kind of talent. And I'm sure you can think of examples of people you admire too. Maybe it's an executive of a company or a person with an exceptional talent in a trade or a singer or a musician or a business person who knows how to crunch the numbers just so. And maybe you feel so small in their shadow. And the same thing can happen to us as Christians uh, maybe there's a person you admire who seems to always be leading this somebody to Christ or uh, someone who's a favorite Sunday school teacher or small group leader. And I mean, everybody wants to be in their class, right? And maybe you feel a little bit insecure when you're around them because you think you could never be like that. And so therefore you conclude you're not very valuable in God's kingdom. Well, today, let me set the record straight. Every follower of Christ is valuable in God's kingdom, especially the ones, listen now, the ones who are weak. <laughs> Let me explain. I'll bet you didn't expect to hear that. The Apostle Paul, for example, was a great man of faith and a mighty man of power. Remember that he had been a Pharisee of the highest order. He had been trained by the greatest teacher, Gamaliel, and then after he began following the Lord for three years, he trained under the guidance of the Lord himself. Remember that? He went off to Arabia for three years. He had great visions from the Lord, and he led so many people to saving faith in Christ. He was a church planter. He performed miracle after miracle. God used him in such great ways. We feel if God uh, just uh, would do that with us, maybe we could be valuable in, in God's kingdom as well. And yet, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, we're told that Paul was given a thorn in the flesh. Now, we don't know exactly what that was. But it was serious enough that Paul thought that it was a hindrance to his ministry. In fact, it was of such a nature that Paul actually thought that it weakened his body in some way, and it probably did. He felt that this thorn was something that should be removed if he was able to serve the Lord as effectively as he felt that he could. And, and isn't that the way it is with us? We feel that if God allows something to happen to us, that we perceive as a hindrance, well, that God should remove it or that he shouldn't allow it to happen in the first place. But now that it has happened, we're no longer as effective for the Lord, we think, or as capable in serving him, we think. Jesus said on this, in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the poor in spirit. Well, how is it that we can be poor in spirit and still be effective in our service for Christ? 
I mean, shouldn't we be strong and rich and talented and capable and smart and handsome or beautiful and sought after be it, to be effective? Well, that's what the world and the devil want us to, to believe. But you see, what God really wants is to produce, listen, despair in the natural man. That's right. He wants to produce servants who are weak in the flesh, servants who are not dependent upon their own natural ability or talents or charisma to get through life. <laughs> I know that sounds contradictory, doesn't it? And it is contrary to what the world believes and the devil wants us to believe. Oswald Chambers says, the bedrock in Jesus Christ's kingdom is poverty, not possessions. Not decisions for Jesus Christ, but a sense of absolute futility. I cannot begin to do it. And then Jesus says, blessed are you. You see, the knowledge of our own poverty brings us to the moral frontier where Jesus Christ works. The great Apostle Paul prayed three times that God would take his throne away. And the answer became very clear. Whether it was in a great vision or in some inner conviction of his mind, I don't know, but the answer was clear. God said to him, listen, God, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Wow, but you didn't expect to hear that. Now, if that verse expresses a principle that's true for all of us, then what do you think he's busy trying to accomplish in us? Well, if you haven't figured it out by now, God is busy trying to make us, here it comes, weak, isn't he? And what is it that makes us feel weak? Well, it's being under attack by the devil. It's feeling inadequate to handle the pressures and the problems that we have. You see, if you feel weak and insecure and inadequate, it's not the devil that makes you feel that way. It's not only him. He does that sometimes, but it's God too. God makes us feel weakness to keep us from adopting an attitude that could render us useless in the work of Christ. See, Paul knew that the worst thing he could do was become arrogant about his revelations and that it was more important for God to keep him humble than to make him comfortable. And so God allowed the thorn to go on. You know, the most dangerous threat to any servant of Christ is pride. I'm a pastor, and I can tell you that there have been times when I've realized how easy it is to have pride. I mean, after a sermon, many times people will say such nice things to me. And so many people stroke my pride and boost my ego. And if I'm not careful, it could be easy to believe that some of those compliments re represent remarkable abilities that I possess. <laughs> and then I'll get some complaints and it brings me back down to earth. And I'm sure that's God's design so that I don't start believing too much in my own abilities. That could have been Paul's problem. He had received such great revelations and he had such great learning that if God had not allowed the thorn in the flesh... I'm sure at some point he would have become another spiritual disaster because he would have grown arrogant and boastful about what God was doing through him. And that underscores the spiritual battle that we're in all the time. Let me ask you, when is the devil being beaten? Well, I can tell you not when we feel great and confident. 
or when it looks like wonderful things are happening, or when our ministry is going well and everything is a smooth ride. No, the devil is being defeated when we're feeling attacked and under the gun. He's being defeated when we feel weak and helpless and don't know what to do. He's being defeated when we're not sure how to respond and when in our perplexities and sense of weakness, we come before the Lord and plead with him for strength to go on one more day. And when we plead for grace to help us stand, that's when we're winning and when the kingdom of God is being spread more abundantly than ever before. And so, my friend, if today you're feeling insecure and weak and incapable and worthless and defeated, go to God in prayer and ask for his strength to become evident in you. You see, God is allowing your feelings of inadequacy so that his greatness and his strength can be seen in and through you. So don't quit. Don't give up. The best is yet to come. God is about to take over. Thanks for listening today. Join me next week, and why don't you invite somebody to come and listen along with you?